Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host, Mr. Jono Petrahilos, currently generates over a million dollars a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. Along with listening to our podcast, make sure to join the Course Creator Community Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the space. You'll find the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get to today's show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I'm your host, Jono, and I am super excited because we have an absolute rock star on the line this week. Now, I know I say that every week about every person, but this person actually is a rock star. Let me give you a, a little bit of background on him. He's a public speaking coach. He helps ambitious ex executives and coaches become top 1% communicators in their industries. He's got over 145 LinkedIn recommendations, and he's been on over 300 podcasts in the past 12 months. So as a guest, and a lot of people listening to this, they, you may not have your own podcast, but a lot of people reach out to me and be like, oh, how do I guest on other podcasts? If that's what you want to do, this man is the king of it. The um, And not even the amount of podcasts, like also the, the topics. I was listening to one before. Uh, he was recently on the Powerful Christian Women podcast. And well, <laughs> you might uh, what, like... Looking at the guy, I don't think he's a powerful Christian woman from, from what I can see. You never know these days. But anyway, without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Brendan Kumarasamy. I forgot to ask the pronunciation. Brendan, how are you? Jono, the pleasure is absolutely mine. That was the intro that cracked me up the most, I must say. So thanks for having me on the show. No, no. Well, well thanks for coming on. Like, I mean, I'm, you've you've obviously very um, exclusive on the podcast you go on. You've you've been on 300. You've been on the Powerful Christian Women podcast. So sure it's, it's a very, very t exclusive list to get on. So, so thank you for being uh, with me on my podcast today. My goodness, if you make me laugh too much, I won't show any value. I'll just laugh the entire time. Awesome. Well, Brendan, I've um I heard you on another podcast and I implemented the strategies that you recommended and within like a week I've booked myself on five podcasts. So they work and we'll get to those strategies in a sec. Just before we do, do you want to let my listeners know a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? Absolutely, John. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So, so for me, the journey started when I was in college and university. I went to business school and I studied in accounting, which is literally the complete opposite of what I do today. And I, and I thought I was going to be a numbers guy. Yeah. Accountants aren't known for their, their public speaking skills, right? Their communication skills usually. Not at all. So I didn't even know communication was a profession. Coaching people how to do this was a profession. I had no clue about that. But then I started competing in these things called case competitions, John. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So <laughs> while well, so well, other guys my age were playing rugby or footy or or cricket, I was one of those guys. I did presentations competitively. And since you're based in Australia, there's actually a lot of big case competition schools in Australia, like the University of Melbourne is one, okay. UNSW is another one. Oh, so there's, right, there you go. So there's actually business students, I know it's hard to believe, who literally fly out from UNSW, from Australia, all the way to Montreal to party for a week and present PowerPoint presentations. And their, their school pays for everything. Wow. Literally the whole thing. So yes, it's very fascinating. So I did these, I did these competitions, Jono. So I got really good at presentations and winning these competitions. Wow. And that's how I got into coaching accidentally because I was coaching the other students on how to speak because I wanted them to win. And then what, a few years later, it led to the YouTube channel Master Talk because I felt that, oh, everything I'm sharing with the students isn't available for free. I just thought it was, I, ju I just thought it was so naive that no one had thought of this. So I just started making videos and it mm. just led to where we are today. Awesome. And then you've got obviously programs now. So if anyone's listening to this and they're like, okay, I'm going to like what this guy's talking about. That's what you do, right? You coach people how to speak better. That's correct. So then later after the channel started, it really wasn't a business when I started it at the beginning. But then later I realized through my business partners, 20 years older than me, Vamsi, he's the one who said, hey, wait a second, you could coach executives and entrepreneurs, they could pay you thousands of dollars for coaching. So that you could just do this full time and just spend all your time on 300 podcasts and just doing interviews. And he was right. And that's what I ended up doing. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get to the meat of today's show. So 300 guests in a year. Is that right? You do about one a day, give or take? 
Right. So so the 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 real frequency is there's some days I'll do none and then yeah. the ones that I'll do shows I'll do like 10 or 12. Like let's say we take yeah, today yeah. I have my calendar next to me. I actually didn't do a lot of shows today. I only did one cuz I had two cancellations. So so you're the actually the one show that I'm there doing today. Go. There we but go. But tomorrow I got like 10 or 12. So. Okay. So there's going to be and myself like when I saw you on another podcast I was like, I would love to be a guest on other shows. You know, I've kind of half tried. I you know, went on, um, you know, I, Apple Podcasts and I typed in some names and I found the person on social media and then I emailed them and like the amount of work and time and effort to get like zero results. I'm just like, this doesn't work. And then I implemented your strategies and they do. So I'm going to hand it over to you from here. Say someone's listening to this. They're like, right, I want to sell more of my courses. I want to get other, on other podcasts. What's the first thing that person has to do? Absolutely, John. And you said the exact thing that I started with too, because I thought this was impossible as well. Because mm. I went to Apple Podcasts. I started, and it's stupid because Apple Podcasts is ranked by the top podcasts. Yeah. So you're like, oh yeah, I'm just going to message the top 200. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Out of the hundreds of shows I've been at, I've only got on one or maybe two mm. ranked podcasts, like on that 200 list. Yeah. The other ones I've never been on. But the point I want to drive is you're right. It's a waste of your time, especially if you're just getting started. And a lot of those ranked podcasts, they charge money yeah. for you to be on the shows. Like a lot of money, not like $50. We're talking like a few thousand minimum. So so that didn't work. So what I did initially, Jono, let's start with, with a couple of points here. So the first point is, and it's not even about the pitch. It's not even about outbound. We'll get into that today. But the most important piece is, are you even a good guest? Yeah, that's the most important thing. I think the challenge, and that's also the opportunity in this industry, is that most people aren't that great of a guest on a podcast. They're really bad. Mm. And the secret sauce here, and you're the best example of this. Sure, at the end of the day, a lot of my appearances were outbound, but 20% today, 25%, and it's growing really quickly, are people who listen to me on other podcasts. So it's a lot more important to say, how do I get five appearances and crush them so that Jono reaches out to you and says, hey, I want to have you on the show too, Brendan. That's the first piece I want to start with. That's a good point. So what does that look like? So for me, my first five appearances weren't like this system that I implemented. It wasn't a strategy. I was just some dude in a basement going to events and somebody was like, hey, you want to come to my podcast? I was like, what? Like, you want to have me on the show? They're like, yeah, sure. And that's how I got out my first three to five appearances. And I was really bad and that's okay. But the Mm. difference was, and this is what separated me from every other guest, is I re-listened to most of those episodes. And I asked myself, my own tapes, and then I looked at them and I wrote down every single question that I got asked. And I asked myself, Jono, if I had a chance to do this again with him, if I had a second chance at this podcast, how would I answer this question better? Because I don't want to waste people's time. There's something that's really important to me. And a lot of podcast guests are wasting other people's time. So the number one advice for those of you who are guests on at least one podcast, doesn't need to be a million like me, just one, are you going to book 60 minutes in your calendar this week to re-listen to the same podcast, write out the questions, and re-answer those questions? That would be step one. Because if you're not working on the core, Gary Vaynerchuk, he says a lot of random things, and I love him, but there's one quote he says that nobody quotes him on that I think is a crime, and the quote is, marketing speeds up the truth. So what does that mean? If you're a really good guest and use marketing like me and the systems that I taught you, you're going to get a bunch of appearance going to work. But if your product is shit and you're not a great guest, you also speed up the truth, which is you're really bad and no one's going to have you on their shows. So that's step one. Wow. Let's, let's, let me just uh, jump in there because I think there's a couple of really good points there. I think like that's – I think with anything in life, there's actually multiple points. Point number one, like just get started, right? Because I think if someone's listening to this and they're like, oh, i got to be a really good guest. Okay, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to you know, wait six months and I'm going to read this and I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to do it. Like often it's better just to dive in and, and get started. And the first time you do it, hey, it's probably not going to be great. And that's okay. But I think the crime is if the second time you do it, it's not any better. And then the third time you do it, it's not any better. You can have one bad time. That's fine. But as long as you're getting a little bit better each time, that's the key there. And there's kind of two ways you can do it. You can either just let it happen organically. Okay, right. You know, I've done one. Okay, now I'm going to be a bit better. And you're going to naturally get better. But it's just going to take so much longer. 
It's going to be so much quicker if you implement Brendan's strategy, which is like, okay, I've been on a podcast. Let me reanalyze and then let me do it again better. And I think that's anything in life. No matter what you're doing, if you just do that, you're going to be better. My background, Brendan, is in personal training. Before I got into online course creation, I was a personal trainer. Same way I got better at personal training. Right, let me video a session of mine. Let me rewatch. Oh, look at where I'm standing. Oh, look at how I explained that. Okay, next time I do it, I'm not going to do that. And then if you just get better and better and better, sooner or later, you just run out of things to improve, right? Like you probably probably don't listen to the podcast anymore now because you've done so many, but like your first ones, you're just like, oh, yep, improve that, improve that, improve that improve that well there's not much left to improve you know there's always going to be something like it's just it's not going to be as as much as if you implement that strategy there so love that continue absolutely john i love your points there and before we get to two other points just in part one we're not even at the pitch yet or the outbounds right just the most important thing even today john you'd be shocked i still listen to some of my appearances not all of them obviously because that's crazy yeah. With the number I do now, but the big, big one. So I don't, I don't want to name drop too much, but like the big, big shows that I've been on, the biggest one I re-listened, like that I got on a few months ago, I re-listened to that one 10 times. Yeah. So even now I still have that mindset yeah. around, hey, how do I implement this better? How do I keep restructuring? And it's a mindset, which brings it to point two of, we're still on that first part there, yep. point two, which is... Chris Doe's definition of value. What does value really mean, John? So for me... Value is, tell me something I don't already know. And that's a direct quote from Chris. And what he means here is that when you think of yourself as a podcast guest, how you separate yourself from everyone else is by sharing insights that nobody else in your industry is willing to share publicly for free. And here's the best way to do this, which brings us to insight number two. And this applies whether you've been on zero podcasts or one or two. And it's very simple. All you have to do is make a list of five to seven people in your industry who speak on similar topics as you. So if I use myself as an example, Vin Gyang is a good example. He's an Australian guy. He's an Australian guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow him. Yeah, he's great. He's a communication trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) He's a Vietnamese guy, yeah. So there's that guy. There's Alex Lyon, who's very popular on YouTube. Carl Kwan is another great example. So obviously, a lot of these people, people won't know these names Mm because it's very niche to my industry. But I'll listen to them on podcasts or or joseph and then i'll or vanessa van edwards and then i'll ask myself that's actually what prompted the youtube channel in the first place Jono, is i would listen to them and i would specifically write down what i felt was missing in their answers whenever a host was asking them a question so let's say a host asked them how do you overcome your fear of communication so all of them would just accept the fear oh this is how you overcome it but in my head i was like i would write down a piece of paper no 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 you shouldn't even talk about the fear because if you focus on the fear, that's the result you get. So obviously, but I had written down so many little nuggets that they weren't saying that I thought, oh my God, like my ideas are so much better. I should totally be a guest on a podcast or create content. So that's number two. I call this the golden nuggets list. So just basically listen to other course creators who are creating content like you, Jono. And you just listen, what are they not saying about course creation that I am? We actually had an offline conversation about this before because you get, and I, and I think it's, it's worth sharing on the pod where you told me, hey, Brendan, why don't you just create like a $100 course about podcasting? And I'm like, you're right. It's a good side income. But let me tell you the real game. I'm the only podcaster in the industry who's sharing all of this for free. So mm-hmm. everyone wants to have me on their shows. And that brand equity is worth way more than a few thousand that is true. dollars to me. Good point. Awesome. Yes. Love it and agree with everything you said there. I, I um, heard you mention that on the other podcast as well. And I'm like, that's genius. Because even from a, a podcast host side of things, if I bring someone on and they, even if they're good at what they do, but they've just shared the... TikTok's probably a good example, right? I bring someone on who's a, a TikTok expert. Great, brought them on, awesome episode. You know, someone pitches me a couple months later, yeah, I'm also a TikTok expert. They're just going to say the exact same things. It's kind of like, I get it, you're good at what you do, but I've already had someone on, I don't want to have the same conversation again. So nothing against that person. They're probably great at what they do, but they're just not going to get on as many shows because they're saying the same stuff that everyone else. So love it. Continue on, point three. Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. 
But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. I love this, Jana. Right, so so let's recap so far. So the first one is, are we re-listening to our episodes? If we're not re-listening to our episodes, we're not playing the long game because that's what podcasting is. Number two is really going back to create unique insights and make sure those unique insights come out in the show so that people mm-hmm. value your information uniquely. Like your whole, you've been in the podcasting for so long, given your podcast success. But when you listen to the episode I did with Mark, you said, oh, this is the first time someone's actually giving me all the goods yeah. for free. Boom, 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 boom. Have them on the show. So share the golden nuggets. I do this when people ask me questions about communication too. There's a great quote on this too. People will – actually, let me repeat that again. Information is free, but implementation is the fee, mm. right? So that means for me, the way I see it is, yeah, I'll give all my information away. But if you want me to help you hold your hand and get results, then you'll pay. That's the implementation. The third piece is a mindset I want to drill down. And you actually brought it up jokingly at the beginning, which which I think is is funny, both funny but also accurate. When you mentioned my illustrious appearance on Powerful Christian Women. <laughs> and this is a mindset that I want to bring. I don't care. Literally, my first hundred appearances, Jono, I didn't care who wanted me on the show or if it was going to bring me business or if I was going to get more leads. And fun fact, after four to five hundred podcasts in my career, I haven't made that much money. I've probably gotten like 10 clients, which is not a lot of money relative to the time I've invested podcasting. I've probably made like 35, 40 grand so far. But the point I want to drive is it's the mindset I have. For me, it's about genuinely sharing information with people who can't afford me. So because I have that mindset, not only do I get on more shows, but I'm also open to saying yes to shows that won't necessarily bring me business. But that's a gift. And I'll tell you what the gift is. When you open your mind to go on these random shows, what happens is your skill set as a guest improves. So when I get on the more legit shows like, yours that's a little bit bigger and more related to the audience i'm speaking to i crush those appearances meaning that when we go into the pitch the most important part is changing our mindset around pitching in general which is pitch everyone i know it's a controversial thing to say but i've literally been on podcasts that have nothing to do with me i even asked that host why did you have me on the show I, I might be powerful. Who knows? I guess it's up to you to decide, John. No, but I'm definitely not Christian. I'm not a woman. And you know what she told me? She told me, you know, Brendan, I have never had a communication expert on the show. And these Christian women are not speaking their truth. They're not using their voice. And I don't know a Christian woman who's a speaking coach. So I really need you to share your message. That's so good. So, yeah. Well, I'm going to. Okay. So a couple things with that. Um, I've even got an insight there. Because I respect you. I love what you do. But before you said that there, there's no way I was going on the Christian Women Powerful podcast, right? But you've mentioned that there. And I'm like, hold on. Maybe there's some powerful Christian women that want to create an online course and don't know how to do it. Maybe that host doesn't know any people that specialize in in online courses. Maybe I should go on the Powerful Christian Women. I don't need to talk about Powerful Christian Women stuff, right? I can speak about course creation stuff and just tailor it to to that audience there. So I, I love that. Um, the other thing that I think is really important, Brendan, that you, you kind of touched on there, is that you got to really love it as well. I feel like if someone's doing this as a chore, like, oh, I have to do this because i got to do business, then you're really going to analyze every part. Oh, no, should I be on this one? Is this going to get me in a direct ROI? Is it worth my time? No, I'm not going to do it. And then you don't end up going on these shows. You don't end up improving your skill set. You don't end up networking. You don't end up networking. So, And I, th- I think I heard you mention that as well. Like, that kind of underpins everything, right? You got to you got to enjoy getting on podcasts and speaking to random people that you may not have met before and just be happy to do it, right? 1000% John, and I'm glad that you brought up that insight because I don't recommend people go on 300 podcasts. It's not worth most people's time. Mm-hmm. The only reason I do it genuinely yeah, sure. I might get a client here or there, but I just really like doing them. Yeah. I think it's a great use of my time. I just love talking to people. It's fun for me because yeah. I spend most of my time coaching clients, which is also great. 
you know, doing webinars, doing trainings. So just meeting, like for me, the big takeaway I'm getting from this episode is like when I come to Australia, I have a cool friend who's like yes, awesome. He's <laughs> like Jono, who's like yes. super cool, exactly. right? But I never would have met you yeah. if I said no to the show. Yeah. Right. So that's really the key. You need to love it because if you don't really enjoy podcast guesting, you'll burn out real fast. Yeah. Because there's some appearances you'll get on that aren't great. You'll walk away going, why did I do that show? And that's really the key. You got to really like it. So I think the goal is more let's do once a week and put that as a Mm -hmm. goal and see if we'd like it or even once every two weeks or even once a month. And then we build from there. Yes. I agree. Awesome. All right. Point number four. All right. So point number four goes into part two now. So now we talked about what it means to be a great guest, some philosophy, some principles that people can implement right away. You know, rewatch past interviews you've done, write down the questions, answer them, guest on as many shows, say yes as many times as possible. My first 50 appearances, I couldn't even tell you how many downloads those episodes had or how big the shows were. I had no idea I had to vet them. I'd just say yes to everyone. I'd be on sports podcasts, weed podcasts, just random things. And it was fun. I, I, no idea why they wanted to be on the show, but it was super entertaining for all of us. And then the other piece is realize that this is a long game. You have to really genuinely like it and also be sure to have that golden nuggets list. Write down those insights that you feel nobody else has in your industry. And the way you do this is by studying the other episodes, the other podcasts. So I'm always listening to Vin. I'm always listening to Alex. And I'm always going, oh, he's overcomplicating this there. Eh, I wouldn't explain it that way. I'd simplify it like that. Now let's get into the second part, Jonna, which is, the pitch how do you actually send a pitch and i'm more than happy by the way john i did that with mark's group but i can send you this you, you don't you, we don't need to attach this to an email or anything you could just send them if you want like yeah. the pitch i use yeah, yeah. to get the results so i can send you it but let's break this down a little bit what's unique about my pitch approach so let's break this down there's kind of two areas of thought here there's kind of two schools there's the john lee dumas version of school of thought, which is give the podcast a review, give them a super amount of details, tell them you're the love of their life, listen to an episode, shower this with love. That's kind of like the JLD school of thought. And then you have kind of the cold hearted robot approach, which is send the same pitch to everybody. Yeah. And who, and if you send every 200 pitches, you'll get one show and you do it 20,000 times, you get a hundred shows. Yeah. So where do I lie on the spectrum? I lie in the middle, which is the custom template message that's the way that i pitch because if you do the jld version you're listening to every episode you're doing the reviews you're wasting your time yeah it's too long yeah right you're wasting your time and but the other side is also true if it's not custom enough yeah then you're you feel cold you feel cold to the to the host and they hate your guts okay so how do you how do you mix this so a couple of thoughts here so the trick is you got to customize 20 percent of the message let me give some key points on what that looks like. And of course, I'll send you the pitch I use so you can just send it to your audience just so they in your Facebook group or something, you just post it. So, so the first part, which is unique to my pitch, nobody does this in the industry except for me and the people that listen to what I tell them, is do not just include an episode of you guesting on another person's show. And I'll tell you exactly why, and I'm sure you'll resonate, because you get pitches all the time and there's no way in hell you're yeah. listening to 15 episodes a day. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So what I do differently, I have my little flex of the biggest podcast I was on that's in my pitch. But the other piece, which is way more important, is I have a link to one of my YouTube videos. And let me be very clear with what I mean here, because I want to make sure this is well understood. You do not need a dedicated YouTube channel for this strategy to work. Mm. What you need is one YouTube video that's well-produced. It could even be a Zoom call of you talking, but seriously, if you're playing the long game, you're a legit business owner, spend $200, Mm. get somebody to produce this professionally local in your area, Mm. and make one video of your best three tips that you would have shared on the podcast. Mm. So my philosophy, John, and I get this all the time when I get rejected, which is a lot because I'm outbounding a lot. So a lot of times when I get rejected, Here's actually the conversation that happens. They don't reply with, you're an ass. They reply with, hey, by the way, Brendan, I watch your YouTube videos. This is not a fit for my audience, but I actually really needed these tips. I'm going to keep them, Mm. right? So that's actually really good. So my philosophy, which is exactly the point of my mission, what I do, is whether you have me on the show or not, Jono, isn't important. What is most important is that the video that you click is a good use of your time. So that video is not, hey, Jono, can I be on your show? I'm amazing. I'm Brendan. No, no, no. The video is literally, I know you didn't see it because you invited me, but how it usually works is when when I pitched Mark a long time ago, 
one of the podcasters I was a guest on. It's literally a video of my five public speaking tips of me sharing the tips, not like a paywall or anything. So when the host watches that, which they will, because a three minute video, they just click it and they'll just watch it really fast. Mm -hmm. At the end of the video, they'll just go, oh, that's really good. Well, I want my audience to, to hear that too. Hey, Brendan, can you come on my show and talk about that? So that's the first piece, but there's a lot of other pieces, but I've been monologuing. So let me pause here. <laughs> You're good. Continue on. Okay. Awesome. So that's the first piece. So what's the takeaway? What's the key point here for the team, Jono. The key point here is I'm going to challenge all of you listening to this podcast to make a five-minute video with your best tips. And if you're listening to me and you're thinking, I can't do that, my only reply, this is where my tough love comes in, then why do you want to be a guest on shows? The point mm -hmm. of being a guest on a podcast is to share value. And if you can't make one five-minute video, and it doesn't have to be great, it, the content just needs to be good. Yeah. You can what the hell are you going to speak about on the podcast then, right? <laughs> do a <laughs> five-minute video. Yeah. Exactly. What, what are you going to do on the podcast? So, so thanks for simplifying that for us. Yeah, exactly. But the other benefit to the video is that people see you. They see how mm. you speak. They see your, what your body language is like. Yeah. So it's a lot more easier to have you on the show. So awesome. that's the first piece. The second piece to the, the pitch mess, and once again, we'll send it out to the team. But the second piece here is what do we customize? So I customize three main things in the pitch. One is the name of the host. So let's say I was pitching you, I'd say, hey, Jono. So I wouldn't say, hey, there. So I don't know why everyone else just says, hey, there, which is really stupid. So just say, hey, Jono, what name? The second thing is mention the podcast name. Great mm -hmm. to see what you're doing with X podcast. So with your podcast, right? The, the, the FEO, right? The podcast. Yep. So number two. And then the third piece is copy paste one sentence of the podcast description. So let me be clear. I don't lie mm -hmm. to the host and say, I listen to yeah. the episode. Yeah. It's not <laughs> I hate them too. When I get those yeah. ones, oh, I listened to the first two minutes. Of, oh no, I listened to your two, latest two episodes on blah, blah. I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> right. So, so some people might to be telling the truth, but I would argue with the majority of probably isn't. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so for me, I don't lie. So basically what I just said, I just go, Hey, great to see what you're doing with X podcast name and love the description. <laughs> like That's yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. then right after, Right after, I just go straight into the point. I keep it short. I, I don't yep. talk about all my accolades or yeah. how great I am. I just go, here, John, I'm reaching out to your show to help your audience navigate how to present effectively online. That's the most popular topic why people have me on yep. the show. And also share my free resources. And then I just end the pitch by going, let me know what you think. And no worries either way. Hope you're staying safe, safe and well. And that's it. And then at the mm -hmm. bottom is just the YouTube video link and, and a little flex of the best podcast I've been on. That's it. That's the pitch. Love it. Awesome. All right. I, I think that's even simple enough. I think the, the people listening to this are like, yep, cool. Great. How do we find people, Brendan, to, to send this to? For sure. So th there's two approaches to this. The first one, which is the most important one, and it's not what you have in your mind right now, Jono, it is the existing network that you already have. Those are the easiest people to land. So my first, I would say 10, 20 appearances, not my first 200, my first 10 or 20, really people around me. And then when I got on their shows, I actually really prepped because I wanted to do justice because yeah. they want, they believed in me. They believed in my message. So I went there and I went to crush. And then after I crushed, I, I don't do this anymore in my career. But at the beginning, I did say, hey, they go always ask me, hey, what can I do to serve you? I didn't mention any of my programs, any of my courses, nothing. I didn't care about that. I just responded with, hey, John, can you just introduce me to three to five other podcast hosts? Love and it. a lot of them did. Yeah. So that's the most important thing that anyone could do. There is another way to do this as well. And it's a service called Podmatch. So even if I'm an affiliate for the product, what I will say, which I think is more important because I want to disclose that, is I've tried the other booking services, all of them. And I'm very honest about them. Guestio, Matchmaker, PodcastGuest.com. We try all of the platforms. We're on all of them. And let me start with the flaws and pros of, of each of the models. So let me start with Guestio. Guestio is like 100 bucks a month, which I think is super overpriced. And the UI is isn't really good and there's an expiration date on the booking so let's say you send a pitch basically these services for those who are a little confused is it's kind of like tinder but for podcasting mm. so you swipe right or left on shows and guests and guests and podcast hosts who want to be on who want guests basically conglomerate in this place so basically it's a lot easier for you to find the person if you're already talking to someone who actually wants guests on their show yeah that's oh, yeah. the idea oh yeah. right 
That's the idea behind these services. Yeah. But the challenge is, historically, these services have been ridiculously expensive. So mm -hmm. booking shows. So you would you would hire an agency, and that agency would charge you anywhere from at the low end, we're talking three hundred bucks. At the high end, it could be thousands of dollars for one podcast. Mm -hmm. So it could it, it's really expensive. So I don't really recommend those. That's why I unless unless you tr unless you're playing the big dogs. So I might hire one in the future just to get on the really really big shows, but it's going to cost me an arm and a leg and we're ready to pay that price. Mm -hmm. So that's a different level. But for, for people getting started, Podmatch, Guestio, Matchmaker.fm, PodcastGuest.com are, are the options that are available that will cost you anywhere from 50 bucks a month to a few hundred dollars a year. But out of the four, the reason I'm a big fan of Podmatch is because Guestio, once again, the UI isn't really good. The, po the booking has an expiration. I hate this about this platform, and I'm very open about it, Vocal, is when you send a pitch, if the host doesn't respond within a week, the, the thing just expires, which sucks. Because what if you were on vacation for 10 days? So I never understood. I, barely, I sent all this feedback. They don't listen to me. So I go, whatever. So that's, there's that. So that's why I'm, I'm very big. So I, I don't want people wasting their money. So same thing with podcastguest.com. Podcastguest.com is not bad. But you need to spend the you need to buy the platinum level listing, which is two hundred fifty dollars for a one shout, where where Andrew's going to shout you on his entire listing. I've done that a couple of times. The first time I did, I probably got like twenty shows in one go. Yeah, but wow. you're spending probably twenty dollars per appearance. Mm. So I'm giving you all the nooks and crannies that don't really exist in the industry. And then Matchmaker is the cheapest. I was a founder, so I got in for a one-time price, but now it's like a hundred bucks a year. But the challenge is a lot of those shows are really low quality. Mm. so you could get on them but like you have to pitch a lot of shows which brings us to the winner in my opinion which is pod match so pod match is the service i always recommend to my clients and to people around us because it's a cheap service it's like 23 bucks a month for 12 pitches a day or 50 bucks a month for 24 pitches a day and basically what you do when you get on the platform is Every time you jump in, you get three to six matches, kind of like on Tinder. You click the matches, and then you choose to either message them or pass on them. But if you message them, you send them the pitch. What we talked about, we customize the name, we customize the podcast description, and the podcast name. And, the, but the, and then the last piece here that I'll mention with the pitch, and then jump in with any other follow-ups, Jono, is pitch everybody. Mm. Okay, Like we said before. Don't look back and say, am I a fit for the show? Don't reject yourself. I want people to write this down. Don't reject yourself. Let the host reject you. Let the host reject you. And the reason I'm such a big believer of this principle is there's so many shows I've been on, like the biggest one in my career, I just randomly pitched him with like a template and he said yes mm. like ridiculous mm. right so so but if i didn't do that i would have said all these stories oh i'm not ready to be on a show yeah. i'm not good enough i'm not ready i'm just I, i'm just a kid in my mom's basement i, I don't know how to do this and mm. he, he said yeah of course i'd love to have you on i love your youtube channel everything you're doing so don't assume you're not a fit let the host tell you you're not a fit. Mm -hmm. So literally last week, I'm very open about this too. I literally pitched like menopause podcasts and nothing yeah. to do, mm. but a lot of them want to have the other show. Yeah. Crazy. So that's the last piece is that's, I think what separated me, why I'm the number one ranked guest on Podmatch currently is yeah. because I outbound to everybody. So if the founder, which I'm good friends with allows 24 pitches a day on the pro plan, I will make a point to send 24 a day. And that's how you get on a ton of shows. So good. So much good bits there. I'll, I'll summarize that and then we'll get to some of the, the rapid fire questions at the end. Yeah. I like how you mentioned start with your, your own network because it's, it's an easy one to kind of miss. And I probably did it the hard way. I, I did do that, but I did it like the hard way. I kind of went on Apple and typed in, Oh, that's my friend. That's my friend. That's my, I should have done a Facebook post. Hey guys, who's got a career, who he's got a podcast. And I might even look to get on more podcasts, who here has a podcast or either way, you know, just getting a list of different people and, and then starting there. I think that's such a good start. And then that question, because every podcaster knows a couple other podcasters uh, and I'll even do that at the end of this. If you want, I've, I've got a list of them now that I think you'll be a, a perfect fit. I can I'll do an intro on, on LinkedIn or on, on Facebook, whatever, because um, I know I know a heap of them that'll be good there. And that just kind of gets that that ball rolling. So I, I love that. And yeah, Podmatch just then naturally goes on from that. Took me um, maybe a couple of days to book on on podcast, which I was, was still pretty quick to be honest. Like I, I signed up either this week or last week, and I had my first one this week. So there's maybe a, a week lag, 
between signing up and actually getting getting on a guest. So it is pretty quick. Um, but yeah, that that's that that goes, and I use it. I, I love it. Everything you said, great. It's it's yeah. The biggest thing is you know that people are on there looking for it, and it's such a good example with Tinder. Like it works like Tinder, but also in in like real life, where let's say you're a single person, you go on Tinder, you match with someone it's appropriate to message that person. And if it works great, if it doesn't, it doesn't like there's nothing there. Uh, but if you're going to approach someone in the the street, a woman in the street, Hey, there's an argument that that could be appropriate in, in some cases, but it's just a lot harder. If you're just going up to women on the street, you don't know if they're single, you don't know what their situation is. You don't know if they're interested, like, yeah, look, you might, but it's just way easier on Tinder. That's, that's the way I see Podmatch. And yeah, I love that last tip. Because I'm a confident guy myself, and I'm like, yeah, I'll get on any podcast. I'll, I'll take Brendan's advice. I'll get on any podcast. But looking back now, there have been a few where I've been like, oh, nah, they want like this kind of level there. Nah, I'm not going to do it. But you're right. Let them do it. I'm going to put my pitch. If they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. Uh, you know, it might land some. But the other good thing as well, like, Brendan is number one for everyone watching. I heard him say it on another podcast, but you know, people kind of throw these things around. Yeah, I'm one of the top guys on Podmatch. Yeah, I'm one of the, the top things here. Like I've logged on every day. Every day this week, have I got it open here? We'll even do a, a live share here. I'm climbing up. I, I think I'm finally in the, the top 100 or something. But if we go on Podmatch, where are You're we? right. People do people do throw that title around. I, I definitely yeah. do not. Because I did a bit of research and a few people are, yeah, I'm always up the top of Podmatch and not necessarily Podmatch. They say different things. No, number two. No. So so let me clarify because I want to counter because you're bringing okay. up Podmatch. Okay. I am number one, even if it says I'm number two. Yeah. And I'll prove it to you on the show. I'll prove it to you. Open, open her profile and open mine. Okay. And okay, just side for, to for, side. for the listeners as well, I did just like 40 minutes ago before we started this podcast, I did a check and Brendan was number one 40 minutes ago. And I've logged in every day this week and he has been number one every day. This is the first time I've seen it and he's not. Absolutely. So so but here's the way that I measure number one because I want to make sure that's clear. Okay. So the difference that I measure is by number of views. So let's look at Yogi's profile. So go down, all the way down. Right. So if you, if you go all the way down, you see how many reviews he has and he has like 29 where am i wait where are right. the reviews right there so if you go to the bottom just go back down jonah notice, oh. how, notice how it says recent it says view all 29 gotcha yeah 29. now now go to my profile and then scroll all the way to the bottom yeah okay 29 right. versus 99 i i have a hundred i have 188 currently okay. so there's there is no guess the only person who is second to me is tyler foley who's currently like uh, number seven and he has like 176 okay. and he used to be number one. So that's the way I rank it. Cause the way Podmatch does it is they do it per month. Mm. It's a monthly. And the reason I can't be number one anymore per month is because I, I there's just no more shows to pitch. Yeah. Cause, gotcha. cause I've already outbounded everyone on the show. Yeah. So yes, definitely walking the talk there for sure. Awesome. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, um, Brendan, there's a few questions I always like to finish up with. Now, are you a Matrix fan? I've watched The Matrix. I didn't like the movie that much, but I love the meaning in the movies, though, a lot. Okay. Well, I've got a blue pill, red pill question for you. So blue, blue pill question. Life stays exactly the same. Nothing changes. Red pill question. A million dollars in your bank account tomorrow, tax-free. million dollars, you can do whatever you want with it, but... That means that you can never go on another podcast again. You can never speak live in front of an audience again. And you can't teach anyone else how to be a better speaker ever again. One million dollars. Would you do it? I, I, I wouldn't take the million. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. If I was in it for the money, I'd love to take the million. But the but the here here's the problem with a lot of people who take the money is they're happy for the year. But then for me, like, and, and everyone's different. Like a Gary view would probably take that money. I'll tell you why. Actually, no, because of the frame that you mentioned, you can't be on a podcast, you can't speak anymore. That's mm. tough. So for somebody multi-passionate who does a bunch of different things, yeah. taking the million makes sense. Yeah. But if I, if I didn't have master talk, I don't know what I'd do with my life, John, honestly. So yeah, I wouldn't take it. <laughs> gotcha. Let me sweeten the deal. Two million. No, I wouldn't do it, man. 10 million. I know it's hard to believe. <laughs> I know it's really hard to look. I'm super 
10 million dollars is a lot of money it's definitely more than what i have for yep. sure yep. by a lot <laughs> i dude i want to take it man okay. i know i know i know it sounds like a lie i just want to take it no 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 that's right but i'm gonna keep going a hundred million i might consider taking it <laughs> <laughs> i love I mean, it no I, I asked that ten, question to ten? everyone well that's ten? Ten is a maybe I, I would, the, or tens a, tens a hard no yeah, the reason yeah. tens a hard no. I know I'm gonna make more, make more way more than ten yeah. in my career. Just for the just just because of the not because I'm some badass businessman. It's just the nature of my gift and how young yeah. I am relative to my success already. It's impossible that I don't do at least ten million dollars in my lifetime. But a hundred, that's yeah. tough to do. I don't know if I could do a hundred. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, I asked that question to everyone, and I, I purposely started a million. And most people say no at a million, and I just kind of play around and and have fun with it. So love that. Uh, the next question, Brendan, is around mentors. So you're obviously a mentor for plenty of people that want to be better speakers. I'm curious who your biggest mentors have been. Now, you can answer this in a few different ways. You can give speaking mentors if you want to go that way, or you can also give business mentors as well. Either way is fine in, in your situation. But if you can answer it in three different ways, if you can give a paid mentor to someone that you've paid money to, you've done their course or their coaching program, whatever it may be, an unpaid mentor. So you haven't paid them, but you follow them on social media, you listen to their podcast, your friends on Facebook, whatever it may be, and a book that you recommend everyone should read if either A, they want to get better at speaking, or B, they want to get better at business. So mentors, paid, unpaid, book. That is the most like extra, like a detailed mentorship question I've gotten. So let's start with paid. So he wasn't paid at the beginning, but then he became paid. So I'll use him, which is my business partner. So I have a very unique relationship in my business where my 50-50 partner is also my coach. So, and who's 20 years older than me. So it's a, it's a very interesting founding team. So, so I'll tell you the insight I got from Bomsi Polymetlo, who's the CEO and founder of Make More Leaders and is my leadership. He's my everything coach, let's put it that way. So I'm nine months into Master Talk, Jono. And I go to Lewis Howes' conference, Summit of oh, Greatness, because yeah. I've been friends. I'm not friends with him, but I've been a fan of his podcast since I was yeah. 20. So I wanted to go meet him in person. So I flew all the way out to Columbus, Ohio, basically the middle of nowhere, to, to go to his conference. And I met Vomsi at a 5 a.m. workout, which I don't work out, by the way. I just did it because I wanted to meet people, just so we're on the same page. Nice. At, at least that early. I yeah. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for clear, clarifying that you, you, you don't work out, but thank you. No, so I work out probably three three times a week, but okay. not, at not at five, 5 a.m. Yeah, okay. And definitely not the same level of intensity as you because you're a personal trainer. Okay, okay. But so yeah, so anyways, I meet this. Well, I, I love the unnecessary detail. I think it helps the conversation. <laughs> so I, so I meet so I meet the guy, and when I met him, I had literally made nothing in my coaching business. Mm. And then I when I met him again at Mind Valley a few months later, I probably made seven hundred dollars off of coaching. Like it wasn't something I wanted to be a business. I was I was a high flying consultant at IBM. I was doing six figures. So the, I was like the first guy in my family ever mm. to graduate from university and to make six figures. So I wasn't planning mm. on quitting that job. Yeah, yeah. And he looked at me when we had a breakfast one day and he asked me a very simple question, two questions. The first question he asked me, John, was where do you see yourself in the next 20 years? And at that time, I was 23 when he asked me that question. A lot has changed in three years because I had never guessed on a podcast mm -hmm. and when I was <laughs> never done any of that. Master Talk was still in my mother's basement. And I looked at him and I said, John, uh, I, I said, Vomsi, I want to solve the water crisis. I want to start a business eventually in like five years. I want to quit corporate, do all of this, start this Master Talk thing, go on podcast, be a speaker. And he looked at me and he asked me the second question, which is the most powerful question I got asked. He said, we don't have 20 years. How do you do this in six months? Mm. And that question changed my life. Love that. Because I looked at him and I said, oh my God, I'll never quit my job in six months. I worked five years to get the job. Mm. And he's like, if you're not willing to change your identity, you'll never become the person you want to be. Mm. And that stuck with me. And then I said, I, I need coaching and I couldn't afford his rates. So I looked at him and I said, I'll give you half the business. And he said, let's do it. And I've been giving him half the business ever since and it worked out for both of us. Yes. Love it. Powerful. Right. So that's number one. So that's my, my paid mentor. But it's kind of like my dad. So it's, I guess paid, unpaid, but whatever. Unpaid. I'll, I'll say Lewis. I'll say mm. Lewis House. Even if technically I've given him a few hundred dollars for mm. going to Summit of Greatness. The reason is because 
the because I learned everything about personal development through Lewis. So when I was 20, just five years ago, I had no money, dude. Like I was just a guy, an accountant. My parents were factory workers. I was working really hard just to get a $50,000 a year job at like an accounting firm or IBM. I wasn't thinking about being this entrepreneur. I just wanted to make money so that my family didn't suffer too much. And Lewis's podcast was how I became the person. Because I listened to half of the library mm-hmm. when he was starting. It was yeah. starting like 2013. I started listening to a show in like 2016 and I went from episode one all the way to like episode 800 or something. Mm-hmm. And I just listened to all of them. And that's how I learned about Tony Robbins yeah. and Gary Vaynerchuk. I didn't know about all these people. And, and it was because of Lewis that I actually became successful. And because I met Lewis at Vomsey at Lewis's event too. So, so yes, he was, he was a big inspiration for me. And the biggest lesson I learned from him is humility doesn't matter how successful you are you never name drop you never you never talk about all the celebrities that you know you just play a humble game or else you'll lose and somebody will beat you so that's number two i just jump and finally in number three because well, yeah, like he uh i'm also a, a big fan of lewis house as well probably around the same time so yeah probably around 2014 2015 maybe that's when i was working as a personal trainer like myself and you know, I was in the process of just, you know, growing my personal training business, but also starting in the, the online course space and yeah, started listening there because I don't, I think podcasts weren't that big of a thing back there or not like they are today anyway. They weren't. Yeah. So he was one of the, I don't even know how I found him. I was looking, you know, podcasts, personal development. And he was the only one probably that, that shows how far back that goes, but it was really good. Like some of the stuff I, um, I learned there. And then I'll show you something else. I'm trying to get this. I mean, fiddling around with my phone while you've been talking. Let's see if this works. Can you see my screen? I can. There he is. There's Jono. With Lewis Howes, right? Yeah, I love that. And then I met him. That was Social Media World, I don't know, 2018 or or something like that. So I j- just bring it up because it's a similar thing. Like we probably started listening to the pod. I was a bit older than you because I'm not 25 now. But we li- started probably <laughs> listening to his podcast the same sort of time and then probably met. There you go. 2018. When did you go to his, his conference? I went September 2019. There we go. Like literally, I think I probably listened to the podcast a year before you. And then, you know, many, many, so it's a similar trajectory. So love that. But continue, book. That's amazing, John. And my book recommendation is Thirst by Scott Harrison. So I'll repeat that again. Thirst by Scott Harrison. Scott Harrison is the CEO and founder of Charity Water. He basically started a nonprofit to help people gain access to clean water. And the story behind Scott's work is he used to be a nightclub promoter in New York City. He basically got people drunk for a living. And then went on to build the the world's, sorry, America's largest water charity. They raised like $100 million last year. Why do I recommend the book? Very simple. A couple of reasons. Number one, I think he's one of the best storytellers of the planet. Mm-hmm. He's so good at telling the brand of charity water. There's so many lessons I've learned from that. And then the other piece is that anybody can make a difference in the world. So when I read his book, it really changed my perspective on just how to be of service, how to help other people. And I think that's a big piece of business is I believe, especially in our space, the education business, the most generous person will win long-term guaranteed. So for me, when I looked at Scott's work, there's this quote that he says in the book and on Lewis's show that always stuck with me. And the quote is, the goal is not to live forever, but rather create something that will. And when I thought about that quote, I realized when I was in my corporate job, Jono, that I wasn't creating something that was going to live forever. And master talk something in the universe, I don't know, I always like to say communication chose me because I'm a bachelor's degree in accounting. I didn't choose communication, it chose me. So I have this gift and this calling to say, hey, can I create something that will live forever to help other people? And I chose that direction because of Scott. So yeah, great book. Love it. Awesome. All right. Let's start to wrap things up. Brendan, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening to this that are like, this guy's cool. I want to follow him. I want to learn communication from him. Where do we go to, to find out more? Absolutely, John. It was such a pleasure to be on your show. Genuinely. Thanks for having me on. I know you probably think I say that a lot and I do, but <laughs> I really mean it this time. Because <laughs> honestly, a lot of the times I don't mean it. I'm just being <laughs> honest here. So two ways to it. You got to be nice to people, you know, you got to be yeah, nice to yeah, people. Yeah. So, so two ways. To keep in touch, number one 
is you can just go to Master Talk on YouTube and you'll have access to hundreds of free videos on how to speak. And the second way is I do a free live training on communication that's over Zoom. So you can attend this live online. And it's a 90-minute call where I teach a lot of the principles of communication. And you get to see me live as well. So if you want to jump on that, go to rockstarcommunicator.com. Awesome. All right. That's pretty much all I wanted to cover today. Brendan, anything I should have asked you but forgot to or anything you want to finish us off with? I, I'll end with this, Jono, uh, which is a quote that I always like to share at the end, which is, I think my definition of how I became successful in general and created these wacky frameworks on how to guest on podcasts and all this crazy stuff. And it's simply a quote that I'd love for people to write down. And the quote is, be insane or be the same. If you yeah. want to be like everyone else, that's totally fine. But if you want to make a difference in the world, you want to do something important. Or you need to realize that the people who actually make a difference are often nuts. Don't you find it odd, Jono, that you're talking to a kid who started making YouTube videos, not on pranks or music or rappers, mm -hmm. but on executive communication tips. And then he wanted to coach executives. He mm -hmm. built a pretty cool business that he does full time, yet he still lives in his mother's basement. He has a car that he bought recently, but he's too scared to drive it. So his sister drives it for him, even mm -hmm. if he has a license. He's in the top 1% of all listeners on Spotify for Justin Bieber. And he can karaoke in eight different languages. And he dances alone in that mother's basement an hour a day. How does any of this make any sense at all? So and that's I, really the point. Well, we've got one minute till my next guest comes in. But did you say you can karaoke in how many different languages? I can karaoke in eight. Give, can you do a line in eight all now to finish this off? Oh my God, a line in eight? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I oh, fuck, this is a tough question. <laughs> Let me think. So English would be, so Korean would be, Naseo would be Korean, high in Korean. Okay. Hindi would be, fuck, you caught me off guard. <laughs> Spanish would be, Algin Soijo. Okay. That would be the line. This is the hardest question I've ever asked in a podcast. Can you do a line at all? <laughs> yes, Crap. I got him. 300 Bad podcasts Bad and I've given you the hardest one. Yes. <laughs> Better would be Giwane no Ai That would be that one. Japanese would be Watashi ga Futari no. What am I missing? Hindi? I have no clue. I have to re listen to that oh, Hindi French? song. Have you even said French yet? Yeah. Uh, Bonjour, comment allez-vous, right? Um, okay. Or Stromae à la Rondance. That would be the French one. Did I miss any? There you go. Tamil would be Vanakam. Okay, I guess I lost the game. There we go. Well, but you know what else? Like a lot of language people listen to this show because they create courses in how to speak Spanish, French, yada, yada, yada. So you might get some abusive messages if you got any of them wrong. Um, but anyways, that's all we got time for. Brendan, thank you very much for your show. For your time. Thanks, thanks for having me, John. Hey, course creators, real quick before we get into today's episode, I've got a little favor to ask. As a lot of you are probably aware, one of my goals for this year is to get the, is to massively grow this podcast and get it to be one of the top-ranking podcasts in the, the marketing space. Uh, to do that, what really helps is if I can generate as many uh, ratings as, as reviews as possible from listeners. So if you're a returning listener, if you could take a couple seconds and just give me a, a quick rating and review on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to, that would mean the world, that would mean the world to me. Anyway, let's get to today's show.